Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That's two A's after the M. All the various social media links, including the email, will be in the description below. So I'm going to jump right in and talk about a game that I had a bit of an issue with for a while. And I kind of mentioned this in, in the previous episode right towards the end. And I did promise that I will talk about it in this episode. And that is Returnal. So if you've been following me and watched my video on YouTube and everything like that, and I, I know some of you have also kind of responded to this on Instagram, I was not a big fan of this game going in. When I, when I'm, when I say that, I mean in terms of the price associated with this game and also for the type of game that it was. So let me just kind of back up and just kind of talk about Returnal what it is exactly before I kind of talk about everything else. So Returnal is a third-person roguelike video game, third-person shooting roguelike video game. I don't, I don't even know what you want to call it, but basically the idea is it's a third-person shooter. It's roguelike in the sense that it has procedurally generated levels or areas alongside some structured linear areas. And yeah, the idea is that you're doing runs. So once you die, you just start from the beginning but you're also kind of getting stuff along the way where you're upgrading stuff. I'll kind of talk about that a little bit later, but you're like, you're basically upgrading stuff at the same time. But the idea is that if you do want to get to the end of the level or the area, you need to basically get through the entire thing in one go. Now, if I'm not mistaken in this game, uh, obviously, as you can tell, like I haven't reached that far yet, but in this game, at least the idea is that once you beat a boss in an area, you're able to skip right to the next area. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't gotten to that part, so I'll, I can't confirm that, but that's kind of the overall gist of this type of game. Okay, so that's fine. The developer that made this game also made, that studio also made this game called Resigan and Dead Nation and Alienation, I believe. Basically games that were top-down, not very high budget, but the idea was that it would have a lot of replayability and it would kind of rely you rely on you just it's, it's i don't want to call it twin twin stick shooter i don't really like that i don't know why i don't really like that that way of describing a game but the idea is that you're just shooting stuff you're just shooting stuff constantly you're just holding down the shoot button whatever it is if it's r2x or whatever and you're just holding down and you're just kind of getting through areas whilst you're killing all these enemies and that kind of translates into this now overall that's a pretty cool gameplay experience but when it comes to a third person, high budget, high budget, yeah, like, a, like it, it seems like they gave them a lot of money. Like Sony gave them like a bunch of money to make this game. But like when it comes to this sort of a game, like I don't know how well it will transfer. Like at least that's what I was I was going in uh, with that mindset. And of course, the other thing is the game is, is really hard. Uh, most roguelikes that way are, are very hard games. So that was another factor, but I don't really mind that because I really enjoy games like Demon's Souls and Sekiro and Dark Souls, stuff like that. So... That wasn't really a big issue for me. So initially, my main issue with this game was, okay, like that's the premise of this game. It looks cool. Why is it $89.99 in Canada or $70 USD? 
So in, in Canada, after taxes, it's like over $100. And that did not make any sense to me. I would I understand if they made The Last of Us Part 2 8999 uh, or 70 I'm, I'm just going to use USD as, as just as a as a general rule now. But if Last of Us Part 2 was 70 USD, Ghost Tsushima was 70 USD, Ratchet and Clank was 70 USD, Horizon Forbidden West uh, yeah, that's a new one, right? Yeah, that's a new one. If that was 70 USD, I get it. They're bumping up the price, but we're getting a single single player linear story focus experience with like it, it just a very huge expansive world i don't even know if i'm using that correctly but you get what i'm saying it's just the world and the atmosphere and everything that goes into it like you can kind of justify that in this case it's not like that this this world doesn't have lore or story or anything like that from what i've played so far it has some cool story elements but again nothing you can really compare to when, when it comes to, if you try to compare it to The Last of Us Part 2, like, no, like, you can't, you can't really do that. So I was like, okay, 70 USD, I don't know. I don't know. And then obviously it was procedurally generated and I'm looking at games like Hades, which is like less than half the price of this game and one game of the year last year and it's amazing. It became like one of my favorite games of the la- of last year. Like, sure, it doesn't, it's not three, it doesn't look the same, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a similar concept and it has more of a story in my opinion and better gameplay as well. And I was like, okay, well, that's half the price. Like this makes, makes no sense. So for me, I was just completely against picking this game up. Then recently I, I had some credit in my EB games account because I can sometimes trade games in or give games back when there's like a deal happening or whatever. So EB games, of course, is GameStop. So EB games in Canada or Australia. So I gave them, I gave, I had like, I'd given them some games a while back. So I had some money in my account and I said, you know what? Okay. I'm like in the area. Let me just check out EB games for a second. Let me see what, what they have. Let me see if there's any, any cool games, anything like that. Maybe I can put it toward the pre-order because I really wanted to get Mario Golf. Maybe I can put it toward something else. I don't know. I went in and by chance I saw that they had a secondhand version or yeah, secondhand version of Returnal and it was priced at 67 Canadian dollars which in my opinion was already a much better price for, for the game. Like rather than 89.99, 67 or 65 would be a bit more acceptable in my mind, at least. So I was like, okay, $67, that's not bad. And because of my, the credits I had, um, the price actually went down closer to 29. And I said, you know what? That's not bad at all. Like $29 for this game. Like sure, obviously I traded some games in, but those are games that I, played like very very long time ago and i finished, finished those games i'm probably not going to touch those games so like basically it's like I, you can kind of look at it the way you want but in my mind i looked at it as i was picking up a game for 29.99 that's kind of like how i looked at it for 29 dollars when i brought this game home put it in have my whole sonos around i know because the one thing they keep talking about this game is oh you gotta you gotta listen to the 3d audio you gotta listen to the headphones um i've tested both 3D audio on the headphones and my surround sound setup because I have a, a, have a really nice Sonos surround sound setup. Uh, and yeah, like it's it's basically the same. I see what they're saying about the 3D audio, but if you have a surround sound setup, you're basically getting the same kind of experience. Uh, that's just my opinion. But I put on my surround sound, all that stuff. First of all, like yeah, the sound and everything like that. Yeah, like it's, it's pretty sick. It's pretty cool. Just the sound, the music, uh, the gunfire, all that stuff, really, really cool. The gameplay experience initially was like, okay, like I see what they're doing. And it got to a point where I was, it felt like Sekiro, where I was like, all right, 
I'm, I see what this is. I'm enjoying this. I'm getting back in. Let me do one more. Let me do one more. And started pushing myself. And I was like, wow, you know what? This is uh, this is actually a pretty fun game. This is actually a really, really fun game. And it kind of became, it kind of became, not really, I won't call it an obsession because I have, like I said, I haven't really played that much still. I've only played, played it for a couple of hours. And just in general, I haven't really been gaming as much. And I've, I've covered that in a, in a previous episode at one point. So I'll definitely talk about it another time. If you, if you want me to cover it, you can just message me on Instagram, but I haven't just, I just haven't been gaming like I used to, uh, recently, um, but it was it was kind of calling to me, right? This was a game that was calling to me. It kept saying, hey, come back. Come back for one more round. Come back to play a little bit more. And I started seeing why this game was well-regarded, why it got really good reviews. I could see why a lot of people like this game. Now, after all of that, the thing that I still come back to is whether or not this game is worth $89.99 in Canada or $70 USD. And that's kind of what I come down to again and again because... At the end of the day, it comes. It, I, I'm the one that's gonna be recommending this game to all of you, to my friends, to anyone else that has a PS5 and is looking to to pick up a new game. And when it comes to that, I will. The, my my go to right now is it's a it's a worthwhile game, but not worth at full price. Like if you can get it for half off, or you can get it like some like if you have like credit in and you can get like a secondhand version for really cheap, get that. If the game is priced half off, I mean, I know in US it's already like $20 off, which already, again, tells you a lot that people are probably excited or interested in this game, but are not willing to play 70 USD. So I'm not the only one, right? I'm not the only one. I know a lot of PS5 fans have been very uh, nice with their with their words when, when it comes to me and, and me talking about this game. But like at the end of, end of the day, like everyone's speaking through the wallet, right? Like you can see whether or not this game is selling as well as it is, would have if it was priced at half the price, right? If it, like the fact that it's already on sale and it came out like around April, it kind of reminds me of all the Ubisoft game that don't do well. And Ubisoft automatically, automatically drops the price like significantly. And they didn't drop the price significantly, but they did drop it. Cause I, I just want to compare this to something like Demon's Souls or Spider-Man. Those games did not see a drop in the price until more recently. And that, again, like that just tells you a lot. That tells you that, yeah, those games were holding their price because they were selling. People kept wanting to buy those games. And every time people got a PS5, they wanted to pick up those games. Whereas Returnal, like I said, are harder to sell. So at the end of the day, I will stick by what I said before that, yeah, like this game is still to me not worth 70 USD. You can say whatever you want. You can even if this game is thirty to forty hours long. I, I I like I've kind of talked about this in the past, but I quantity like the fact that people look at quantity or quality sometimes like really annoys me, especially when it comes to stuff like this. Like I get it. Like if you really care about quantity, perfect, right? Like you can do that. But like I mean, if it's quantity, then you, you can get like a lot of free to play games and stuff, right? And like again, like everyone is 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 allowed to value their money in their own way. Um, I think like. I think as I'm growing older, I'm I'm more looking towards quality rather than quantity. I want to be able to actually enjoy my experience and have a great time, uh, and spend like a good amount of time in a game. Again, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It, like I feel like I should also say that there are games that are like 40, 50, 60 hours long that I also love. It's not like oh no no shorten that up into twelve hours. Like that's not what I'm trying to say. 
the idea is that if it's 40 hours of worthwhile game experience, then I get it. Whereas 40 hours of repetition and it's not really like adding anything to it. Or if you yourself are kind of like a lot of the Ubisoft games, in my honest opinion, like especially like more recently, um, when they just kind of add so much stuff in the middle and just add like those, those story bits that you actually want to focus on on the sides, like that, that to me is like, okay, that's just, that's not, that's going quantity over quality. I would rather you make the game shorter and just focus on the quality rather than just adding stuff so that you can say, yeah, no, actually this is a, a, a huge game. It's got 60 hours, 100 hours of gameplay and, and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I don't, like, I don't want that. Like, give me, like, allow, just give me something where it's like, no, here's 12 to 20 hours of good experience. Or if you do want to put 60 hours worth of a game in there, then make those 60 hours worthwhile. But obviously no one wants to do that, right? That's going to be a lot more money, a lot more work. But like, that's kind of what I care about. And in that case, in that sense, Returnal, like the, from what I played so far, I have gone through the same area a number of times because I'm like at like the final boss in the first area and I keep bumping into that final boss and dying and kind of going back and learning and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, like I get it, but I'm I'm enjoying the gameplay, but I'm not like, it's not like I'm like, okay, like I, if, if there was a way, if this was more of like an RPG kind of a game, at this point I would be like, you know what, let's, let's, let's get through this, right? I love the gameplay, I, like I do enjoy it, but I don't love it in the same way I love the Sekiro gameplay where I'm like, oh my God, like I can play this game all day, right? Like it is a fun game, but it is still a shooter. It's not like Sekiro where it's like, okay, we're gonna take the regular like third person action sword fighting kind of a game, whatever, but we're gonna add like this cool like block element or parry element that will make you go through fights. Like it's like almost like a, a dance battle. So like, I'm obviously, I feel like I'm going over too much, like too much into my time just talking about this game. Overall, the game is great. It's fun. It is still not worth 70 USD. If you can get it for like $20 less, if not more, like, yeah, then definitely pick it up. But like, otherwise I just cannot recommend this game at full price. So from this, we can move on to Ghost of Tsushima, probably most likely coming to PC. This is just coming through, through it's a, sort of like a rumor mill, but not really a rumor mill, mainly because there's just been reports of the Ghost of Tsushima box art for the PlayStation 4, like the, the physical disc, how it used to say only on PlayStation before, and now it doesn't. And apparently this is the same thing that happened for Horizon Zero Dawn. And then of course we know that Horizon Zero Dawn is on PC. And I believe probably the same thing probably happened for Days Gone. So it does seem that like they are gearing to get Ghost Tsushima on PC a lot quicker than than other games, which is surprising. I'm not too sure why they chose Ghost Tsushima before something like The Last of Us Part 1 or even The Last of Us, you know, like The Last of Us Part 2. Not even that, like why, why not God of War? Maybe they want to wait until God of War 2 is nearby. But like I would have thought that they would have waited until Ghost Tsushima 2 was about to come out and then said, here you go, this is the game on PC or something. So I'm not sure why if that was like something they just did a little bit too quickly and that was something that they were going to do later in the pipeline but it does seem that gosushima is going to be coming out on the pc this is i mean this is a good strategy overall um i do appreciate that like i'm not not that i'm against you know xbox's strategy of having both the game available on pc and xbox at the same time but for someone who has a ps5 it i do appreciate the strategy of okay all the new games won't come out on pc but the games that came out a year or two years ago, we're going to start putting them on, on the PC here and there just because it it just makes my 
purchase feel more worthwhile um because i have a game pc and it's like you know like i just want i just i just want i like honestly i just want to have a reason to pick up a uh an xbox but at the same time like it's kind of like okay but i have a pc it's like it's like a part of me is like i want to buy a series x so i can play it outside with my whole sonar surround sound setup and everything like that but at the same time there's a part of me that's like do you really need it? Like you have a PC, you can just play all those games there. You can play Halo Infinite, everything like that. 1440p, 144 hertz. Like it's just, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to kind of get that. But you know, like if they, if, if it had come out that no, it's Xbox Series X, that's the only place you can play your Halo Infinites and your Forzas and everything like that, I would be way more inclined to pick it up. So it, it just, at least for me, I think it just gives me a reason to kind of feel like, yeah, like this purchase were, was worthwhile. But it also kind of gets me excited for okay when when they do release like like Last of Us Part Two on PC I want to play it there again and see how it runs when they do release God of War there I want to see how that runs you know um, same with Ghost of Tsushima I really enjoyed that game I planned on that game so it'll be really fun to kind of play something like that and it will be so it will be so cool to kind of play that so I I like the strategy I want to I will see what happens uh, we don't know exactly when horizon is going to be coming out it does seem like because they didn't so we didn't do anything during e3 they they seem to be gearing up to to do something i think maybe july like early july or maybe even next week um that's just kind of like the direction they're going in from what i can tell so i'm kind of excited to see what they do if they actually go through with something some sort of an event and then what that leads to but yeah i mean i think you know what we're gonna we're gonna go talk about that in a bit either way so games, games coming on, coming to PC, these PlayStation games coming to PC, great. It's good for everyone. Hopefully we can get more PC gamers onto the PlayStation side and, and realize that, you know what? Console gaming and PC gaming can coexist. So from this, we can move on to the PlayStation Experience event possibly coming back. Now this comes the way of a, a trademark, I believe, or, or something of just like some sort of registration that was done where it's pointing to uh, the PlayStation, PlayStation experience coming back. And I think this is, pri- this is the perfect time to do it. Like, there'll, obviously, it'll be a digital event. It's not going to be an in-person event. Actually, you know what? Maybe in US, the way things are going, for, uh, like a lot of events are kind of coming back and becoming in-person. I think maybe that's also why they brought, might have brought it back. But you know what? Like, I think it's just a perfect time to bring it back now because they, they Sony has chosen not to be on the E3 stage or not really a stage, but the E3 digital stage. And they obviously want to do their own thing, which is completely understandable. But so far, they don't have their own thing, right? So far, it's just been, hey, we have a couple of announcements. Here you go. Hey, we have this one game coming out. Check it out. Kind of like Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo does, but Nintendo does at least have a E3 Direct. So I'm glad that Sony is saying that, yeah, like, don't worry about E3. This is our E3. This event, PlayStation Experience, this is when we're going to be talking about everything PlayStation related and all the games that are coming out and things that you should get excited about. So I'm really happy about this as a PlayStation fan. I'm happy that they have their own event that they can take their time with, focus on, do whatever they want, announce the games that they want in their own way and focus on PlayStation games. Because at this point of time, PlayStation is kind of taking over the gaming industry. Like obviously everyone loves Nintendo, People are really enjoying their Xboxes and Xbox is doing really well. But PlayStation at the moment is still at the, at the top. They're still at the top. When you talk about games, like the randomest games to people, a lot of times they will bring up Nintendo. But right now, a lot of people will somehow know about The Last of Us. They will somehow know about 
God of War, you know? So I think like them having an event where they can focus on their specific title, their specific IPs, maybe talk about Ghost of Tsushima 2, maybe talk about Spider-Man 2, God of Ragnarok, Horizon, when it's going to be coming out, any other games, you know, you know, like from the past, maybe they did strike a deal with Konami and they got Metal Gear Solid back. Maybe they did strike a deal and, and they're going to be getting Silent Hill on the platform, right? Like we don't know, but it could be really cool. And I think it would make sense for them to have an event dedicated solely to PlayStation and their their friends and their franchises. So I, I'm, I'm excited for this. I, I, I honestly hope that that Xbox and Nintendo kind of do something similar where like, you know what, let's move away from E3 and j- let's just, let's just take a cup a week or so during like a, during a specific month. Like they can take it during July. Maybe Xbox has November, maybe Sony has December. I don't know. Right. But like everyone can have like this week, like throughout the year where each, each fan of each console has like an, a time that they can be excited about, you know, whereas like with E3, I feel like a lot of times, at least like from what I'm seeing nowadays, it's almost like these publishers and these console makers are just kind of rushing to just kind of put something on their video. They just want to put something so they can put on a stage and say, hey, look at look at this, look at what we have. And then most of the time, like we're like kind of left disappointed. Like sometimes obviously it's really exciting, but a lot of times it's like, okay, cool. Like I didn't like, I, I kind of think about the Capcom event that happened for E3 where just, they just kind of talk about the games that are already out and like nothing else. And you're like, like really, like this, you you had you had to have an event for this, so I I would rather these these console makers have like an event where they have like all these games, like hey check out we have FIFA, we have Call of Duty, we have Battlefield, we have all these games, and then have a specific event being like now we're gonna talk about the exclusives, we're gonna talk about the games that you can only get here, and like I feel like that would be so much more fun, so much more interesting, and I think it would get way more people. Um, interested in that specific console, right? If we have an event which is focused on Xbox exclusive that you can only get on Xbox and it's not a timed exclusive, I mean exclusive, exclusive. It's coming out on Xbox and PC and that's it. And like, if you have an event like that, for some people who are on the fence, that's what will bring them over. At that point, that's when you come across and say, yep, I need an Xbox or I need a PlayStation. I need a Nintendo a Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Switch Pro, whatever it may be. So I'm, I'm excited for PSX and I'm excited to see what Sony does, what they bring to the floor or the digital floor. And I, I'm really hoping that do they do something with Silent Hill at least because I know all the stuff happening with the Hideo Kojima, the conspiracies, all that stuff. I don't really want to talk about that here, but I might cover it in the future if you, if any of you really want me to. So from that, we can talk about the last topic, this kind of, kind of merging into the games that I've been playing. And that is why, why I don't want Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart to ever end. This game is amazing. This game is just so, so, so good. I am surprised, shocked, wowed, awed. <laughs> I don't even know if that's, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a, that's the thing I can say, but like it's, it's just something I was just so surprised by how amazing and wonderful this game is. This game looks amazing. It looks like a proper next-gen game and I'm playing it on the FPS ray tracing mode. So not even like the resolution mode. The game looks amazing. It runs amazing. It loads crazy fast. And it is just overall 
so fun to play. And this game, like I was kind of mentioning about the whole quality versus quantity, this game from everything I read is like 12 to 16 hours long, maybe. And I am I was more than happy to pay 70 USD for that. I've been playing, I've, I've probably played like two or three or maybe four hours of the game. And I'm enjoying every single second of it. And if it ends after 12 or 15 hours or whatever, I'll be disappointed the game ended. But in no way will I feel like it was not worth that price. I would be like, yep, I will more than happy. I will be more than happy to pay the same price and get the same amount of time. So that's kind of what I was talking about, quality versus quantity. But back to the game. This game is just so fun. So it has like the like the right kind of comedy, not the immortal Phoenix rising, very cringe comedy where they try to be funny, but it's not really funny. They, they, they do a good job in this one where they have emotion, where they have heart, where they have comedy all embedded into one while also having such a fun gameplay experience. Like I grew up on Ratchet and Clank, but it was never like growing up. It was never like, yeah, I love Ratchet and Clank. This is my series. It became more of a series that I really, really enjoyed over time. More specifically around the PS3 era, when I played the Ratchet and Clank, the future Tool of Destruction, um, Kraken Time, and then of course the reboot or the remake on the Ratchet and Clank on, on PS4. It was kind of around that time when I was like, yeah, like I, I really love Ratchet and Clank. And this game just kind of solidified that even further. And it also solidified why PlayStation and Sony are just doing so well. They are releasing games, exclusive games that are just amazing. That are just nines to tens out of tens. You know, like these are games that you will be talking about at the end of the year, whether or not we should give it a game of the year award. Like this is that sort of a game. And I am so happy that we can talk about Ratchet and Clank as a potential game of the year winner. I really enjoy this game. Like the game, I'm I'm just, I'm just loving the gameplay. Like I've, I've played the other games and like the gameplay was always good and iterative, but this is iterative to a, a degree where it's like the quality of life stuff, the way the gameplay and the controller feels. I should also mention that the controller the haptic feedback and everything like that in this game surprisingly never interrupts or comes in the way. This is my opinion. I know for other people, it might you might feel like, okay, it's getting like kind of annoying. For me, at least, it was just perfect. From the movements to things breaking to whatever, the haptic feedback really, really felt good. The sound, the music, again, with my surround sound setup, just amazing. Just amazing. It was, it's just so good. Like, I'm just surprised that Insomniac Games released Spider-Man in 2018, released Spider-Man Miles Morales and the Spider-Man remastered or the 4K thing in 2020, and then released Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart in 2021. The fact that Insomniac Games, I know they have multiple teams, but the fact that each of those teams are so talented, are so good at making games, is just, I'm just so happy that Sony bought a studio like that. Sony bought Insomniac Games knowing this probably they they know what they can do they know that they have magic fingers or they're just magic coders or whatever that they can just kind of belt out these games without crunch from again based on what they said this is a, this was like a news article like a news report that apparently rift apart was made completely without any crunch they took their time and it's still as you can tell like it came out you know like pretty quickly that way so like i'm i'm just so happy that insomniac games has a good culture and everyone's so creative and everyone seems to be having such a fun time that I just have so much respect for Sony focusing on nurturing these studios 
and kind of getting them to the point where they're like, okay, every game that they come out with is going to be a 10 out of 10. Every game that they come out with is going to be a game of the year game, right? Because I know even I am at one point was kind of talking about in one of the, one of the episodes that, okay, what is, what should Sony buy? What should Sony look to buy to compete with Microsoft buying Bethesda? And like, it was kind of like, I think in my brain that no, it should be a like for like, right? Like they bought Bethesda, maybe they should buy Capcom. Like it was just kind of like that. But now after playing this game, I'm, I'm realizing that, yeah, for every kind of studio that Microsoft buys is very possible. It's, I'm not going to say that it happened every time, but like, it's very possible that those games that do come out will be sevens out of tens. Like, you know, like as we've seen with State of Decay, um, as we've seen with Wasteland, like seven out of tens, eight out of tens, like, like good games, like not bad. And like, but like, that's kind of the games that are being belted out versus Sony. That is they, where they are actually nurturing these games, these studios to the point where they're like, yeah, this game's going to come out and it's going to be a nine out of 10 at least. It's going to be a 10 out of 10. It's going to be an, in the game of the year conversation. Then I really like that that's kind of what they're focused on and that they're actually pulling it through. I, you know, it's one thing to say it, that we're going to nurture these studios and get them to a point where they're releasing really, really good quality video games. But it's another thing when they're actually kind of, you know, doing it <laughs> and and actually kind of releasing these games in, in quick succession. Like, think about it. Think about it for a second. In a span of a year, of one year, right? Like, I think the I think it was June. Yeah, one year. We've gotten The Last of Us Part Two. We've gotten Ghost of Tsushima. We've gotten Spider-Man Miles Morales. We got Demon Souls. We got Returnal. And now we got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. All right. I'm not I'm not taking Sackpointer in consideration because that's a good game, but I know that's not like, you know, game of the year kind of thing. But think about that for a second. That's like seven games. That's it. Last of Part 2, Ghost of Shima, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Returnal, and Ratchet. Yeah, oh, six, sorry. Six, six games, right? So the, think about that for a second. Six games. And and like I just want like I love Nintendo and like I said I also really enjoy Xbox games and everything like that. But you have to admit that no other studio, no other publisher, no other console maker is able to kind of compete with that at the, at this moment. And we don't and we haven't even gotten Horizon yet. Horizon's coming out this year as well. And who knows? I'm I, I keep I keep holding out that maybe Silent Hill will come out this year and that could be another one. The fact that we keep getting these games that are getting at least at least an 8.5 out of 10 to like 9 out of 10 and are being considered for game of the years. Like that just says so, so much. And I know I'm going over time, so I will leave it there. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. I will potentially stream this week or maybe next week, but I do want to stream maybe once a week. I want to kind of get back into streaming here and there. I feel like I needed a break from streaming and I kind of got that break, but I don't want to go back full time, but I... I, I just want to, you know, do it once in a while here and there. So I might stream soon. So just check check that out on Instagram. I'll post that there whenever I do decide to stream. Uh, and of course, all my links and everything are going to be in the description. If you ever want to talk to me about anything, anything like that, please message me on Instagram, anything like that. I respond pretty quickly. If you have any strong opinions about anything I said, again, message me. I'm more than happy to talk about anything like this as well. So thanks so much, everyone. And I will see all of you next time. Bye.